all strap yourselves in. I'm gonna make a jump to life speed. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest. Right, another name you might know me by. Star. My name is Oliver Queen. You'll be hearing from us. From the strategic homeland. Just call us Shield. Your Highness. The transmission we received. What is it they've sent us? Help. And here we go. Excelsior! Geek Show. I don't even know what episode we are on right now. Uh, 112? Let's go with that. Yeah, let's <laughs> check that out. I am Big Rich. Across the studio from me is uh, BJ, and we're not in the Geek Cave. No, it's a, it's a reversal of roles. Um, we had to switch up caves. Yeah. So I'm going to say right now we're broadcasting from the Star Jammer. The Star Jammer. <laughs> Which translates to basically we're in one of the studios at your job. Yeah, <laughs> I heart media. Yeah, so. we're yeah we. I, I said, Rich, I can't get to the geek cave, and uh, we want to record a podcast. I said, Can you come over to me? I said, I get a bunch of different studios at my yeah. disposal. So here we are. The work parts. We are in the WTRY studios in Albany, New York, right now. It's a and that, those are some classic call letters for yes. all you radio geeks. If you out are a radio there. geek, yeah, that is a big time, big time uh, call. Call sign that uh, I mean, it's TRY's been around for like, geez, since I was little, and I'm older than you. I know that. Yeah, well, TRY, yeah, I mean, TRY, we've got. They started on AM. Yep. And uh, yeah. And not too long ago, I actually got to, uh, not, not to radio geek out on you guys too much before we get to, you know, what we love to talk about, which is geek stuff, but we got to go over to the old bunker where all yep. of the old stations used to be. Yep. So you had, you know, you had. You had TRY in yep. there, and you had PICS in there, yep. WPYX, like, and the place looks like it was left like that mm-hmm. when they moved to the new building years and years ago, and it hasn't been touched ever since. Um, right. And I think one of our transmitters is still over there, which is why we still own that property I, and everything. I've, I've only been in that bunker once. I think the KKF KKF used to be over there, too, because our old boss, Rob Dawes, used to work here, yeah. and that's where his office was. Yeah. So... That's it's it's nice. I mean, and I haven't been inside an actual broadcast studio in years. Yeah. So it's nice getting kind of back into quote unquote home. I, I guess, yeah, that's true. I love I love working in radio. It's you know, radio for some reason just doesn't like people. <laughs> it doesn't. It, <laughs> it likes doesn't, automation. It, yeah, it's it's all it's all automated now, but what right. are you gonna do? So exactly. Uh we never really talked about what we were gonna talk about. Honestly, we didn't come up with like a show plan, so we, we just didn't. gonna vamp. I or, think I think so. There's a lot of. Something? I wanted to. Ch- I'm actually just gonna check. I was gonna check real quick and see exactly what episode this is. Okay. While you're doing that, I mean, I can kind of explain a few things that we. I mean, before we started, we were uh, we were talking a little bit about the uh, the new Amazing Spider-Man from Marvel mm-hmm. issue three just came out yesterday. We're recording on a on Thursday, August 9th. August 9th. So uh, issue three just came out yesterday, and I have been kind of avoiding Marvel Comics just because, as you were saying as well earlier, earlier can't talk, um, that it's gotten confusing because they've changed so much stuff up. Yes. Had this big blow up of the whole continuity of everything. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they quote unquote went DC. Kind of. Um, I'm liking, I'm liking DC right now, like mm-hmm. way more than I like, than I like Marvel in the comics. And, uh, it's just funny because I st- I kind of stopped reading Marvel after the big event where um, Steve Rogers went from being old to young again yeah. and then was like the Hydra agent and everything like that and this weird whatever was going on. And yeah. I kind of was like, all right, like, you know what? And here's the thing about comics is mm-hmm. if you don't like it, you don't have to read it. Exactly. Um, I've seen a lot of people online that bash things that are different. You know, in comics, because it's not what they want. You right. know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, like Peter Parker, that's our Spider-Man. Yes. That has been our Spider-Man. For a, but for a whole other generation that was reading yep. comics, it's Miles Morales. Yes. Like, Miles Morales is their Spider-Man, because he fine. was the one that they were reading. And Peter Parker perf- was dead. Yeah, that's per- and that's perfectly fine. I've got nothing against Miles right. Morales, because of the way that Marvel segged into Miles. I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 it worked naturally. It flowed, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, there's just times where where they do that kind of stuff, and it just it just really ticks me off. I yeah. mean, it, it's like it was like that whole thing with Captain America: um, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Now, was it Winter Soldier? 
Um, yeah, it was Winter Soldier with with the whole well, Steve should be gay. You know, Steve Rogers should be gay. Right. Yeah, like that. I did not. That I didn't understand at all. That was just. That was just people pushing something for no reason, not having yeah. any idea of the character. Now, I I actually have a, a very uh, a good friend of mine who was mm-hmm. friends with my wife who said that that, that shouldn't be like that, and uh, he is a gay man, and he was like, "There, why can we not have two mm-hmm. grown men in a care in a story yeah. that care about each other?" deeply on a friendship level that yeah. doesn't have to go into like some romantic thing like, exactly that's like a that's a life thing yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so i mean there's a lot and there's a lot of things but i mean for people that you know um don't like riri williams as iron man um they don't like uh like i saw a lot of backlash this week when they announced that ruby rose is going to be playing oh, that yeah. woman that one guy you oh, oh i called him guy. out that's he's, obviously he doesn't read comics because he right. doesn't know the character was already a woman and right. a lesbian. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. So where the hell is he going? I don't know. Uh, Bat- Batwoman is an interesting character yeah. all around just because she's not kind of, she's Batwoman, but she's technically not within like the Bat family. She's yeah. not with Nightwing. She's not with, you know, Tim Drake or Jason Todd. Right. Or, um, or Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Um, she's kind of off on her own. And mm-hmm. whenever she's involved with Batman, they kind of like poke fun of, or she kind of like makes light of the fact that it's like well i'm not really even part of this group or anything like yeah. that but you know she kind of did her own thing in detective comics and it was really good um she's been launched in the dc rebirth stuff and uh her comic is is really fun to read and i, I highly recommend it but ruby rose it was announced this week she's going to be playing batwoman on the cw shows mm-hmm. um i think she's making her debut as the character during that big whatever the big crossover, the crossover whatever it's going to be yeah so that should be interesting. But everybody who is kind of bashing that, the guy that I took on on Twitter was simply said that another another like new lesbian Batwoman has been cast because no one can be white anymore in Hollywood, and that's just totally that's that's off base. Yeah, because Kate Kane in the comics mm-hmm. is a lesbian, yeah. and is a superhero. Yes, and that is just how it is. That is her history. So to cast someone like Ruby Rose, who is a outspoken leader among the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. And I thought she was great on Orange is the New Black, and I liked her in the third Pitch Perfect movie as well. And I think she was just in that crazy shark monster movie, The Meg. Oh, um, yeah, with Jason Statham. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she's good. Also, she's apparently like weirdly best friends with Vin Diesel and I don't know why. Does she play D&D? Because if she does, she's like, you know, she's the perfect guest host. Yeah, I have no idea. But she is like, she's like really good friends with Vin Diesel and everything. But so I just, you know, people like all of you comics fans out there that mm-hmm. are negative and ignorant and just hateful for no reason. There's a chance that you're reading the wrong book. That right. book isn't meant for you. It's yes. not meant to inspire you. Yes. So stop complaining I, about it and yeah. just don't read it. I don't get yeah, I don't get the 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 whole I mean, I, I could see I can kind of see where they're coming from, but the the way they're going about yeah protesting this, I mean it's it's I, I, I just don't I just don't get it. I mean what what is your ultimate goal? you are you just gonna scream till you're blue in the face and yeah, I don't know. nothing's gonna change? The only way you're gonna affect any kind of change in any of these mediums is just Stop. Don't don't watch it. Don't pay for it. If yeah. you don't agree with it, that's your choices. It's like they used to say in the old days with radio. There's two knobs. You don't like what you're hearing? Turn it off. Change the channel. Exactly. It's it's that easy. Um but then you know, but then you've got these people that that you know, they're screen, you know, and and they're, you know, what we were just talking about in regards to like Miles Morales and Peter Parker and all yeah. that and they're screaming, you know, at the top of their lungs, you know, I don't want my heroes co-opted and, and changed and just rebooted for the hell of it and all that. I'm like, okay, I understand that on a, on a basic level, but... Well, think about it from a writer's standpoint, yeah. too. Like, you know, maybe you want to write an Iron Man comic, but yeah. maybe you're like, well, what else can I do with Tony Stark? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's been around since the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been rebooted and revamped. He's yeah. had 100,000 different types of Iron Man armor. True. Like, what else can you do for this character that hasn't already been done? Maybe the right move mm-hmm. is to have him take on a mentor role and bring somebody else into the fold. And that's kind of what they've done with Riri Williams. And I've said it before, like, it's not my book. 
I am a Tony Stark Iron Man guy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that she's not out there for somebody else to read, pick up, and that person is going yeah. to become familiar with, uh, I think her name is, uh, what is it? It's Iron Iron Heart is her name. Mm-hmm. In the So, you know, she's like an Iron Man junior or whatever, or the new Iron Man. But right. it's, it, you know what? So it's not for me. Guess what? I don't I, read it. Exactly. That's fine. I, and I, same thing with me. Yeah. I, I I haven't liked the way The Amazing Spider-Man's gone for you know, however long. And well, yeah, because Dan, because we didn't, because Dan Slot, man, Dan Slot was not my favorite. That guy, it's like he had he. I, I would I I followed him on Twitter. Yeah, that was a big mistake. Well, he's gone from Twitter. Thank God. He is uh, him and Mark Wade both. Oh yeah, that whole Conscape yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they have I've both disappeared from Twitter, and I will tell you this right now: I was not a fan of Dan Slot Spider Man. I am going to be giving Dan Slot's Fantastic Four a chance because that number one book was also just released this mm-hmm. week. They're bringing them back into Marvel, and I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Because it's Marvel's first family, you know? Yeah. Uh, Thing and Human Torch have kind of been kicking around, but Sue Storm, uh, Reed Richards, Franklin Richards, they've kind of just been gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and now that the now that uh, that uh, Disney, Marvel, whoever, has now bought yeah. the entertainment division of Fox, yeah. that's that means Marvel's first family can show up in the movies. Yeah. Uh, we can get the X-Men. Right. Uh, and that's another thing we can kind of explore with, with X-Men, you know, coming into this Marvel Cinematic Universe and all that. I mean, it shouldn't be too hard for Fantastic Four because, honestly, the last group of movies of the Fantastic Four just plain, let's just say it, it sucked. Yeah, it wasn't they a sucked. good movie. They weren't. They were terrible. Even Bad. my wife, who is not a comics book fan, she just likes the action. Adv- I mean, when she came with me to go see, um, what was it, Civil War, because yeah. it came out on my birthday. That was my birthday present. And she loved it. It was action. It was fun. I mean, she hadn't followed any of the other uh, Captain America movies or any of the MCU stuff, but she still had fun. And the previous Fantastic Four is just, yeah, they just, they didn't have that magic were, like the MCUs have. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I can't wait to see what they do with that. See, that's the thing is like those movies were of a different generation. They yeah. weren't as concerned. And I felt like they were trying to get there with that rise of the Silver Surfer um, because I thought that they handled Silver Surfer really well. So it would I be nice too. to see them, you know, brought back in. But Gal- Galactus yeah. and Silver Surfer, maybe even Frankie. You know? Something like that. Yeah. It, it would be really cool. I mean, who knows what their plans are yeah. at this point? It's so early on that you we have no idea what they're doing. Power. Not at all. We need a power pack movie. Yeah. We, need a new, we need a cinematic power pack movie. Yeah. <laughs> Rated G for the kids. Yeah. You know, they fight Dr. Doom. Yeah. I'll write it. Okay. Well, you know, because, you know, I'm I'm stretching my wings here on some stuff. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do, do this. Write, write the movie and pitch it to Kevin Feige. I, w- I will pitch it to Kevin Feige. I mean, <laughs> if I can write a six-page comic book, I think I can write a movie. You know, that's actually <laughs> something I wasn't, uh, that, I, that I just thought of when you just mentioned that, is the excitement level of bringing a Doctor Doom into the MCU. That would be awesome, man. I feel like he's an underutilized villain. He's yep. been used a lot in the comics, and they just haven't gotten him right with uh, with. You know, the Fox movies. So yeah. I think that would be absolutely amazing to see. Yes. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom and Tony Stark, kind of like in the comics, mm-hmm. uh, in the Invincible Iron yep. Man run that Bendis was doing, uh, where Dr. Doom and Tony Stark have to kind of work together. I thought that was uh, that was pretty good. But I mean, even if it's like, you know, classic Dr. Doom, who's like, ah, foiled again. <laughs> I thought that, that would be pretty funny, too. That 60s cartoon voice. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me yeah. what to do. I am the Emperor of Latveria. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to pick up that Fantastic Four issue by Dan Slott. I want to see what he's bringing to the table. Um, and I, I'm just excited to see Marvel's first family brought back yeah. into the fold. I'll give it a look. Yeah, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll buy issue one if it doesn't. Uh, and you know what? I also, I, I always try and give uh, comics a couple issues before I say I'm out. Yeah. Um, because if you read the first issue and you don't like it, just because sometimes the story needs to progress. Yeah. It's just an introduction. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the way it is. So um, I've also been reading uh, Brian Michael Bendis' Superman run. Uh, it's on. What's what's your take on that? It's I, not I, too bad. Um, I like it. I was excited that Bendis is now over at DC uh, giving those characters a little bit more life. Uh, I didn't hate, listen, I, I gotta tell you, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of uh, Dan Jurgens and Action Comics, which mm-hmm. is which is uh, what I am really, really into right now with DC. 
and the whole Superman lore and everything like that. Um, but this Bendis Superman ha- is pretty cool. You know, the second issue is out right now. It came out yesterday. Um, issue one I thought was great. Um, and I, I, I have no I have no complaints about what Brian Michael Bendis is doing. I was really kind of hoping that he would uh, he would kind of take on Justice League or maybe he'd do a Flash. Not to say that what's going on with right. Flash is, is bad by any means. Joshua Williams does a great job with that character. So... But I, I, I recommend it. It's only, okay. like I said, it's one issue right now. Yeah, that's that's worth reading. Yeah, get hmm. the first issue. The second issue just came out, and uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on. But he's got, a, he's got a story that he's doing. He's diving into Superman and the Phantom Zone. So Ooh. That's, always a, that's always a fun thing to read. Okay. I, I will give that one a look, too. I'm going to write that down right now here on the phone. Let's yeah. do that. All right. Uh, what, else, what else? Well, I mean... We well, all right. Let's let's go back to let's circle back to what do we say? We circle back to Spider Man, Amazing yeah. Spider Man, with the comic. I mean, we both read issues one and two. Yep. Uh, issue three just came out yesterday. We yep. haven't. Neither one of us has read it. What's your take on? I mean, do we spoiler alert? We're going to talk about it. Yeah. If so. you haven't, if you're not up on it, sorry, there are spoilers. But um, I thought the first issue was really cool. It was like a classic Peter Parker, yep. and I liked that a lot. Um, I almost, I kind of like what they're doing, what they were doing in the second issue with uh, the lizard, Kurt Connors. Yeah. How he's got this embedded chip in him now that won't allow him to harm anybody. Yeah. Uh, that isn't like a villain, I guess. That isn't causing harm to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't harm humans, basically. Um, when even when he's turned into the lizard, he can't harm humans. So he's back teaching at a university, and they want Peter Parker to. Uh, to go back and they want him to to take the classes again because his degree was uh, proved to be false because he got the he got his <laughs> went back and got his degree when uh, this is a Dan Slot thing when uh, Doctor Otto Octavius Doctor Octopus took over Peter Parker's body as a clone yeah. of him and something or something like that and it's just it's it's messy it's weird and everything and I think that they're trying to kind of clean all that craziness up with a real peter parker but at the end of that second issue Mm -hmm. spider-man comes in and saves the day because taskmaster and who was it? it's taskmaster and um um, the ringer or something i I can't remember the i can't remember either now or no black it was black ant it was taskmaster and black ant uh were hired to take out or get the uh the uh, the the machine that originally had turned Spider Man into Spider Man, the radioactive gun or what I can't remember what it's called. They were hired to to come and get that from the university, um, and Spider Man comes in and saves the day. And then at the end of it, you think you, you're not thinking anything of it, and he goes over and he picks somebody up off the ground who had been knocked down previously. Yeah. And it's Peter Parker. What the hell? Right. Like, what's going on? Are we? Is there another clone saga? That's like. Yeah. No, I don't want that. Right. No, Though I would like the Scarlet Spider. It's the coolest outfit ever. Yeah, that, that was, was my that was my favorite Spider Man outfit. I think that was that was a pretty good. The one. Uh, Do you remember the old Nintendo sixty four Spider Man game? I think it was for original PlayStation two, and it was like mostly based on that nineteen nineties. Uh, Spider-Man animated show. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you could uh, you could unlock all kinds of costumes and skins. And as soon as I could unlock Scarlet Spider, I was like, "That's my costume forever." I'm running around as go. Ben Riley right now. There That's you go. how it is. That's how it works. Um, until I unlocked the, uh, I think it was the uh, Captain Universe costume for Spider-Man, which gave you unlimited potential. Oh wow! You could do whatever you wanted and have unlimited web shooting and everything. Was so. that was that the one where where Silver Surfer was dying and he gave Spider-Man the power cosmic for a short period of time? To... I think so. I can't remember. This, I mean, this is an older. This is an old game. This okay. is like nineteen late nineties, early two thousands. Because I'm thinking this is because, I mean, I remember that issue. I remember reading that issue. It was back when uh, Surfer got. His regular run, Ron Lim was doing the art on it, and it, I was reading it, and I thought it was great. It was very uh, – Ron was very kind of like um, – he's almost like – he had a style very similar to Jim Steranko in regards to like mm. Doctor Strange and all that. It was a okay. little trippy here and there, but not too – you know, obviously he wasn't – he was doing the pseudo-acid, I think. Yeah. Uh, but still, it, and I remember when, when they announced that Surfer was going to be dying – they were killing off the character, and he was going around to all these different people that he had bonded with through throughout his his run in the comics. And Peter Parker was one of them, and he gave Peter the power cosmic for like a day, 
or something like that. Okay. And Peter got to just he he flew, he went into space, he did all these cool things uh, that he had never done before, and then he lost the power, and then he realized, you know, and then he and Surfer are on this rooftop, and they're talking, and the, the power is fading from from Peter Parker, and he's like, man, I did not realize just how lonely you were, because with all this power and everything, you know, all this responsibility that he had, he didn't have time for anybody else. No. You know, he didn't have time for, for what's-her-name back on Shalabal. And, That's the biggest thing with Silver Surfer. Yeah. That's it. So, um, but it was a really great issue, and I'm I, it, that just kind of that when you talked about the you know the Captain Universe one, yeah, that kind of brought that up, right? No, I don't think I, I don't remember if Silver Surfer was in the game. There's a lot of different cameos from characters. The Punisher right. is in it, Black Cat is mm-hmm. in it, and stuff like that. Yep. Venom is in it. Um, so there's a lot of different, and I think there's a there's a big battle with Carnage at the end of that game that is super hard. That was N64, you said? Yeah, I had it for N64, but I believe it was also out for PlayStation. Okay. Like, so, the original PlayStation, the granddaddy. Let's get the emulators out. Yep, you're going to have to. I yeah. think you'll enjoy it. Um, I think that was my, that's that's my second favorite Spider-Man game behind uh, Maximum Carnage, which I had for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Maximum Carnage was a good game. Uh, speaking of Maximum Carnage, I actually, um, with the Venom movie coming out and- mm-hmm. All the trailers that we've seen for it and everything, which I'm still not 100% on board with, but I right. am more inclined to see this movie at this point mm-hmm. after seeing the trailer. Um, now, I was, uh, it's been a really, really like a long time since I have like read the Venom, like Venom comics. Right. You know, because right now Venom is Flash Thompson. He uses the symbiote in some sort of in like a space suit, um, and he's okay. a and he's a space knight, member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and stuff like that. Um, so that is that that is the Venom that is currently existent. So okay. I went back um, and I reread the Venom Lethal Protector run that mm-hmm. they did in like ninety three, and I think it this is before Maximum Carnage. Okay, so Carnage had ex. Carnage had been born, and then I think Eddie Brock went out to San Francisco, which is where you'll see uh, everything in the uh, in the new movies and stuff yeah. is happening. Yeah, San right? Francisco. Yeah. So um, that is what's going on in there. And I went back and reread it, and the, you know what? I loved it when I was a kid, but the dialogue, um, reading it now compared to some other comics, is kind of clunky. Right. Um. So I don't. I don't. I didn't love it as much as I thought that I did. But those uh, the Venom movie looks like it's going to be based on. The Lethal Protector, and then I think the uh, Enemy Within comics that they did in the 90s where Venom was on his own without Mm Spider-Man. Now, Spider-Man is very, very, very much in the first Venom solo series, Lethal Protector, where he's in San Francisco helping a group of homeless people living underground, trying to escape a villain who wants to kick them out of their homes because he wants their gold. It's very very corny. Very Old West kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's like he's like, (laughs) homeless people are living under the city in a sunken part of San Francisco, and they're sitting on top of gold, and I must have the gold. It's the golden state. Right. So... Um, it's a cool story. And like I said, I think this movie is going to be loosely based on that because you get the rise of all these other, uh, offspring of Venom, Mm -hmm. uh, with symbiotes and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that if you want to get a little bit more familiar with Eddie Brock on his own in San Francisco, maybe go back, reread that. Um, the next one I'm going to do is I think I'll do the next run, which was the, uh, the enemy within or funeral pyre. I can't remember. Mm. Which one is? Uh, if it could be the same one, but I know right. that Venom teams up with the Punisher in one of them, and that's pretty sweet. Now, what, now, where does this Punisher not Punisher movie? Where does this um, um, uh, Venom movie fall in the MCU? That's, I don't think it falls in the MCU at all. It's, it's one of those standalone kind of things well, that Fox is known for. Well, no, this is so- it's Sony. Oh, it's Sony. So whatever, Sony yeah. is trying to expand the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, um, they obviously see you know. Spider-Man is a shared property with Sony right now with yeah. Marvel. They have not it's not fully it's not fully Marvel's to use, but mm-hmm. they have given uh, Marvel the rights and I'm sure Marvel has to cut them a pretty decent check yeah. to use Tom Holland Spider-Man in the MCU. Right. And I'm so glad that they do. It's worth every penny of it because it's been fantastic. Um but I think what now what they're trying to do is is uh capitalize on the popularity of this Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um 
So this Venom movie is going to be within the Spider-Man world, but without Spider-Man. Like, I think Spider-Man exists, right? but I don't know how much mention we're going to have of it. I don't think we're going to have mention of anything going on within the MCU. I think it's going to be totally self-contained. Um, and then as they expand their Spider-Verse, because I know that they're uh, they're working on that animated Spider-Man movie. Yep. Yep. Um, which actually looks great. I think it looks really cool. That's your Miles Morales, older Peter Parker, yep. and uh, Gwen Stacy as uh, Spider-Gwen. Uh, looks kind of cool to me. Um, but then I think they're working on that black and silver movie with uh, Black Cat and Silver Sable. Oh, no, I thought there, I thought there was something. I thought I saw something about that where they were putting that on hold. Are they putting it on hold? Uh, that's, that's, I thought okay. I saw something recently. Well, yeah. I knew I thought that, that was coming, but they are trying to expand their Spider-Man movie-verse, I guess. Okay. Um, and I don't know how or I, if... Tom Holland Spider-Man is going to be involved at all. So if you're going to see Venom, don't expect to see Tom yeah. Holland. Just Tom Hardy as Venom. That that right there may may kind of turn me off because I that's the thing. I I've been wanting what Marvel's been doing all all this time, and it just seems like, you know, Marvel, not Marvel, but Sony is just, you know, they're just kind of shying away from that. I if I was Sony, I would be saying, here, take it all, mm-hmm. cut us the check. We'll be happy to take the check. I mean, Spider Spider Man, uh, this you know the new Spider Man movie was was just completely you know a hit. Yeah. Everybody loved it. It right. made tons of money, and he was great in Civil War, and he was yeah. great in Infinity War. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, so it was spectacular, spectacular. <laughs> yeah. So why you know why are they not following that kind of formula if they know it's going to work? I mean, I, and I've been I've been looking at some of the the, the the promo stills and everything else, and I'm not seeing the Spider-Man, you know, the Spider logo on Venom's chest. So what? He's just going to be a black costume with white eyes? And well, I mean, it, or? anybody who's familiar with comics knows that Venom is born after Peter Parker rejects the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes to Eddie Brock, and Eddie Brock becomes Venom, who hates Peter Parker. Venom hates Spider-Man, so yeah. they learn who each other is, and their sole purpose becomes to kill Spider-Man because yeah. he has ruined both of their lives. Yeah. Um, and it makes him one of Spider-Man's uh, biggest enemies until Venom turns a corner and decides he's going to also just protect innocent lives. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and everything like that. But he's still Venom. He's still the Venom character that is pretty murderous. He's, he's very much an anti-hero like right. the Punisher is. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's where I'm confused, though, because Venom's born of hatred for Spider-Man and Peter Parker, and that's his sole purpose. And I kind of see that in this movie they're skipping that, mm-hmm. and instead he's born out of an experimentation and i don't know maybe he comes from space i'm i'm really not sure yeah um but uh they're they're playing fast and loose with with yeah, everything and, and i i've never been a fan of that kind of stuff like i get it like there are certain liberties taken yeah. with certain things and i get that i understand something that works in the comics may not work for the movies true that's yeah that's true but i mean I, there's still something to be said for staying true to the, the the overall character, and I think the origin story is of paramount importance because that's what defines the character. If you yeah. don't have that origin story, um, that you know that 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 brings that character to life, that gives them purpose, yeah. that tells them what they have to do with with this new gift or curse or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it, it it just to me it just ruins it, and it feels like that's what kind of what Sony is is doing with you know there's. There's no Spider-Man. There's, there's, you know, there's not going to be, uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look like anything that I would be. Venom can't just be born an anti-hero. He can't do that because I feel like what they're trying to do is they're trying to make Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock be the thing that gives the symbiote its conscience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And that's not the case because Eddie Brock is also a bad person. Yes. He's a bad guy he until was, he changes his ways and becomes not a bad he guy. Was, he was an a-hole in the comic. He was a photo uh, – he was a freelance photojournalist. He was yeah. competing with Peter Parker at right. the Daily Bugle. He was – you know, he was – And a, Peter Parker ended up ruining his career. Yeah. And so he hates him. He's, he was an a-hole. He was a total a-hole. And and now it's it's – well – it's revisionist history. Let's, I guess. you know, it's that kind of thing, and that that kind of bugs me. It's like, you know, it's fine if you. I mean, 
keep to the origin story. You can still make him out to be somebody that wants to protect the innocent, but still make it the fact that there's this driving urge for him. You know, Parker ruined my life. I'm still going to kill him. Yeah. But I also want to help these people. Mm-hmm. I don't think Parker is worth saving, helping, or anything along those lines. I want. Right. I just want to kick his ass. Right. And be done with it. Just stick with and stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. It, they they did a damn fine job right. with it. And Todd McFarlane made him look super awesome. Yeah. So just leave it. All right. 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 But like Sony's going to listen to this little podcast. They better. They freaking better. Yeah. We're on iHeartRadio. Do it. Damn it. Do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, what were we, we were talking about Venom and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Also, I wanted to uh, speaking of continuity and awesome things, the big announcement that happened last week from Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh yeah. That's yeah. A Picard series on the new CBS All Access. Now, is it going to be a Picard series? It is it is based <clears throat> everything that I have found so far says that it is it is based on Jean-Luc Picard 15 to 20 years after the events of Nemesis. Yeah. And that I guess which the, nemesis is the last time we saw? Yes, the whole next generation crew. Yeah, so I mean, and there's been some speculation that it's going to happen at his family vineyard mm-hmm. in in France uh, because his his brother and nephew were killed in a fire, as yep. we saw in what was it? Gener- was it generations? Yes, in generations. Yeah, and um, we heard that news, and and so I I, I don't know, you know what that entails for what the show is going to be. Is this going to be like an everyday kind of take in the 24th century? Here's your everyday kind of life. Is he going to get pulled in, you know, is he going to get pulled back into Starfleet as a consultant or as an ambassador? Are we going to see him go on some some adventures to other worlds, on starships? What We, we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, some of the stuff that, um, I mean, there was, a, there was an article, an interview that, that Sir Pat did uh, in regards to uh, this new show where he was saying, <clears throat> sorry, that um, this is kind of, with with, it, with all the politics that, that are going on right now, all the divisiveness that's happening, yeah. um, that this is going to be a view of a world where you don't really have that kind of stuff, where people actually get along. He's hoping that maybe some of this will catch on in, in, in the real world and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's those people out there that are like, keep politics out of our sci-fi. And, and okay, but, you know, Star Trek seems to have a, you know, that's They've always been history. really good at it, though. Yeah, they've been very good at that kind of stuff. I mean, when you look at the original series yeah. and, and, and just, you know, and the continuation of all those other shows, they've always been, it, politics has always been part of Star Trek in commenting on modern day uh, you know, you know what what's just going on in the world. Well, think about even like so. You go back to uh, you go back to the original series and yeah. Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan. Yes, I mean Khan and his his group of refugees. Mm-hmm. They made a tough decision to strand them. Yeah, <laughs> because they didn't think that they were they were good for humanity and everything. Yes. And I still think. I still think him screaming, this is City Alpha 5, is one of my favorite things in the entire world. Ricardo um, Montalban. I saw, you know, the, 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 the change my mind memes where the guy's sitting at the table with yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah, I saw yeah. somebody put Khan's head on his body and it said, this is SETI Alpha 5, change, change my, my mind. mind. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is great. And they thought they were doing it. They were like, all right, we're going to leave you here. Yep. And you're going to live, but you're not going to be able to hurt anyone else. Right. And that was very, very false. And then you had the whole problem with, you know, the planet shifting and the orbit and setting yeah. off a six blew up. And right. Boom. Right. And boom. I mean, nothing that they could have predicted or yep. anything like that, but uh, it made for it made for one of the best Star Trek movies ever made. My yeah. favorite Star Trek it, movie. It, it, it was. It was. It was the best, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and But that goes back to the point that, that Star Trek has... Just it has a history of talking about politics and social issues, right? So I don't see a problem with with this show doing the same thing. Absolutely not. Um, my my, I mean, but there's a lot of people out there that I mean that are talking about forced diversity and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, it, 
it's it's that's what you know the world is. Diversity is going to happen. Yeah, you know, that's the whole American culture. Diversity. I forget what was the so the 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 first episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation is Encounter at Farpoint. Yes. All right. So I forget what is the last episode. The the final episode of Star Trek is also iconic. And that I was can't remember what that, that was one. the one where Picard was jumping back and forth through yes. time because of Q. Right. Um, and I forgot exactly what I can't remember the, the whole name. premise of it was, but Q was making him jump jump back and forth in time and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I um I I kind of I that's what I'm thinking that this new series is almost going to be like because i remember in that episode you've got an older picard and an older geordie and everything and yeah. they're kind of together and whatnot and i thought that that was kind of cool um i would love to see and the, you know what makes me sad mm-hmm. is the fact that data died at the end of star trek nemesis he True. sacrificed his life to save captain picard yeah and then at the end of nemesis the last thing you see is the other creation that uh, data's uh, creator and I the, like the Mark one or whatever yeah. it was yeah uh, and uh, I believe that they named no B4 yeah I named him B4 and he was the one that he created before data yeah Um, and so he's an android he is an android who it's like it was like you know starting over yeah you know because that's where we first meet Data. Data is an android that's trying to become more human, and that he did the most human thing possible, which was saving the life mm-hmm. of someone yep. that you care about and being putting yourself second. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and it's it's and it's terrible. But I wonder if we get any involvement with that with Brent Spiner reprising the role. Um, I have always been such a huge Worf fan, and I mm-hmm. think everybody who loves Star Trek is. If you like Star Trek and you don't like Worf, there's something wrong with you. I want to see an older badass wharf and I want <laughs> like I want to see that. I want to see him, you know, I want to I want to see him as like an admiral or something yep. like that on like a small ship and I know that in the past ideas have been kicked around for a show that was that had wharf in like that role. And I would just like to see it brought into this. Uh, you know, Basically, I want I want more next generation. Damn there you it. go. That's what I want. That, I want Riker. I would love I want to Troy. see. I would love to see that kind of stuff. That would be fun. I mean, I, like, I, I enjoyed Next Generation. It was. I think it was honestly. I think it was really the best. Did you ever see the? Uh, they did an honest trailer for Star Trek: The Next Generation. I never saw that one. Okay, that one is great. And that, like one of the parts was like. <laughs> It was like, you know, people yelling at Wesley Crusher and it's just like <laughs> a whole- Shut up, Wesley. Yeah, shut up, Wesley. Damn it, Wesley. Like all this stuff. And I was like, I just love to see Will Wheaton come back and one time somebody just go, shut up, Wesley. No, you shut up. <laughs> yeah. And then he gives it right back. I'm an adult now, damn it. <laughs> oh, he was getting ticked after after Sir Pat announced that. Everybody was just kind of, I guess- um, uh, Will Wheaton got on his Twitter and was was talking about and how you know how he was happy for 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 the show and all that kind of stuff and everybody just kind of I, I don't know if it was a, like half heartedly just a joke or you know just you know because it's become a meme in itself but everyone was saying shut up Wesley and yeah he was like would everybody stop saying shut up Wesley yeah exactly. <laughs> just you know it's like come all right all right just leave the guy alone I mean he's yeah he's he's had his issues with the with the part and the character and, right. and just in life in general and he's. He's in a good place. Leave him alone. And I want him to embrace it, though, and I want him to come back and get yelled at more. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, continue and, the abuse. Yes. Right. You know, brow beating. Yeah. Uh, let the brow beatings continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's more Star Trek shows that they also have, I guess, coming out as right. well. Like, like they're talking about like four or five shows more. Four more. Five more shows. Yeah. Something like that. I haven't watched. Uh, I haven't seen anything for. I have not watched Star Trek Discovery, um, mostly because it's available only on the CBS All Access app, and it's not something I'm willing to pay for. Um, Me so, neither. Uh, yeah, and I've seen all the episodes. Either. Oh, all right. Well, you're more of a pirate than I am. <laughs> I don't go. Oh, I, I don't it's, do that. It's one of those things. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, I have limited amount of funds. All right. And the fact of the matter is I can't afford all of these different things. And it's just like, well, I mean. You have to pick and choose what you would like. Yeah. And, it's, you know, there's just and there's so much stuff out there. I mean, yeah. So people are going to yell at me. People are going to crab and, and, and just and, and bitch and everything else. But you know what? When you're when it's your money and you work hard for it, my thing is. I want to watch these shows. I'm perfectly willing to to pay for them. I'm perfectly willing to watch ads. Yeah. 
to help pay for them, just like traditional television. I'm all down with that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Right. But now you've got you know you got Hulu, Netflix, Showtime, right. HBO. Right. You got you know twenty different things going on. Disney's coming out with a streaming service. DC's coming out with a streaming service. Yeah. I mean, it's Marvel is probably going to have something not too far. The thing off. that I don't understand about the Disney streaming service is like. I thought they had a good thing going with Netflix. You know what I yeah. mean? Like all of their stuff, was, most of their stuff was on Netflix stuff. Yeah. You know, classic Disney movies, yep. some of the newer Marvel movies, Star Wars and stuff like that. But now it's going to be forced to pay $10 a month now if you would like to have those at your disposal via the Disney one. Um, and the DC one is even more expensive than that. Yeah. And I mean, you sign up. If That's you, a yearly thing. If you sign up now, you get three free months. But I mean, my thing too is, I mean, we... You're, you're investing all this money in infrastructure to do yeah. this in hopes that you're going to get a return on that yeah. when Netflix has already basically done all that work for you. They're paying you for your content so they can show your content. Yeah. I mean, what? Wh- why do you think you're going to get more money yeah. it, by, that way? I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that one of these services – is going to go belly up yeah. inside of five years. Well, the thing with the DC one is like it's not just for streaming their shows and their movies. It's yeah. also for being able to read your their comics. It's yeah. all things it's everything. DC. It's all things you DC. Know? Um, which is cool because now you can go back. You can watch the Justice League animated show. Yep. You can watch Teen Titans. You can watch... Uh, the CW shows you can watch all of the, the Wonder Batman Wo- the animated series, the Wonder Woman animated movie. They were, they had a, right. they had an ad for that up on Twitter right. a couple days ago. There's a, there's a lot of things that you can watch with it, and I get why people would want to do it. And I'll have to look at the price of it and everything. Um, but I am a physical comic book reader, yeah. so the comic book aspect of it doesn't really do it for me. I want to read. I want the pages in my hands. Yeah. I want to trade or I want a, a, a floppy and. That's how I want to read my comic books, and that's my only like real old man stance. I think. So let me let me ask you this: with, with the floppies and all of that, yeah. are there still ads in those floppies? I don't remember. Yeah, off but the top um, of my head. yes, more. I would say they're they're more like there's a there's like one or two in the middle, and it's mostly advertising something that the the company is investing yeah. in. Um, like there's like Agents of Shields ads, yeah. or there's like um, ads for that like Marvel app game that you can play on your phone yeah. and stuff like that. Because um, I mean, I remember seeing you know ads as soon as you open the book there on the inside cover. They've stopped ads that. for like a claim, you know, a claim for some of one of their like Nintendo games or right, whatever right, right. back in the day. All that kind of stuff. I mean, I remember when they had the back few pages. Yeah. They had one of those ads for, you know, buy x-ray glasses, see through your hands, see through women's clothes, all that kind of crap. Yeah. You know, all that cheap uh, stuff you can buy. Definitely not that level. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, But I mean, and but the trick is, though, without those ads, look at how much money you're paying for a comic book now. Yeah. It's $3.99. Yeah. I'm perfectly happy seeing those kinds of ads again. I mean, if if I mean, I don't know what kind of returns they were getting right, with exactly, that, but exactly. I mean, it, it all goes hand in hand with the kind of story content and everything like that. But I mean, I was just thinking about that on the way over because um, I was thinking we were going to talk about The Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. a little bit. Maybe I'm precognitive. I don't know. Probably. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I was just curious because I don't I because for the life of me. I can't remember the last time I actually held a modern floppy comic. I think it was the X-Men that you let me borrow. Yeah, maybe that that was the last. That's the last time I remember actually having a physical comic book in my hand. Everything else I've read has been digital. I mean, I kind of had to tone down on it because I was going to the store and I was reading this and I was reading that. And now I finally have said to myself, um, I need to wait until something is really good before I go in and I spend a lot mm-hmm. of money on it. Because what I'll do is maybe once or once a month or maybe twice a month, I'll I'll get a couple trades off of Amazon right. that I want to read. Um, like I just reread. Um, for the first time in a few years, I reread um, God Loves, Man Kills from Chris, Chris Claremont. Oh, yeah, the X-Men yeah, run. yeah, yeah. One of the best X-Men stories oh, yeah. uh, ever, ever yes, written. That yes. needs to be adapted somehow. Um, and I guess it kind of was, but it not not the way it should have been. But that is what we need to adapt that. That is a great, great story. Um, and I read that as trade, and that was good. But I needed to tone down on the floppies I was getting because I was reading this issue and that issue, and I was mm-hmm. going like every week and buying two or three different comic yeah. books, and it, was, it kind of you know it adds Vera, up. Was Vera getting on your case about? Yeah, it too? she was like, "Listen, you're spending too much money on yeah. these." So right now, I am reading the Amazing Spider-Man, and I am reading Brian Michael Bendis Superman. They're two superheroes that I have been invested in in my entire life. Yep. yep. So I would like to continue reading them and, and seeing what's going on. 
Um, and like I said, I'm going to pick up the first issue of Fantastic Four because, you know what, maybe I'll end up dumping one of the other two. But mm. I'm trying not to read more than three different – more than three comics. Okay. And then, you know, the trades. All right. Let me, all right. So let me ask you – let me ask you this. This is kind of like a charged question just because I've been following this whole comic Comicsgate thing yeah. for uh, for a few months now. Just uh, So you, you've got these two opposing sides here. Um, the one side uh, – Basically, the the side that, you know, supposedly has taken over Marvel and DC and is putting out this stuff that the other side does not like essentially said, well, if you don't like our comics, put up or shut up. And one side and one guy on the other side said, yeah, all right, I'll do that. And now it's like one of the it it was a hot seller. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like 30 something thousand dollars, you know, uh, worth of comics that sold. Uh, And then you got another one, Ethan Van Skyver, Mm -hmm. who 20 something year veteran. Of the comic book, comic book world, drew Green Lantern and all these other fantastic uh, characters for DC, like half a million dollar Indiegogo. Yeah, you know, for his book. What I mean, have, would you be willing to read those comics? I mean, do, spend the, that much money to read those comics? Yeah, I no, mean, I don't even know how much they're really charging for those comics, like Jawbreaker, Iron Sights. No, God, Cyber no. Frog. I, you know that's just the ones I know of. I mean, that's a, those are that's that's a collector thing, and uh, there is absolutely no way I could spend that much money to read a comic. Like sometimes mm. I'll see that a uh, collected edition is like forty dollars, and I'm like, mm, I'll wait for that price to drop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm not gonna spend more than twenty dollars on a trade paperback. Right. Like, that's that's just the bottom line, unless it's like some sort of collected hardcover limited edition thing right i'm not spending that money okay. no way well i don't know what i mean I, I i guess one of them has got like ethan van skyvers has got they've he's like tricked it all out with all kinds of you know really good quality paper and stock and all that kind of stuff. I, I i really don't know i haven't looked into it but i was just kind of curious if any if you had no you know, yeah no i i haven't either i mean and, and it's and it's kind of for that reason too i mean that's kind of expensive stuff and i'm on a limited budget yeah and, exactly you know i gotta i gotta kind of pick and choose where i spend my money right and, and and you know amazing spider-man is it but i'm gonna also give you know superman uh a, a good uh a good look at just because i've you know i've liked bendis he's i follow him on twitter he's mm-hmm. he's you know he, he seems to be uh you know a good guy in, in that so um but yeah i was just kind of curious on that whole on that whole thing. So, um, but there was one other thing I also wanted to bring up that's outside the, well, it's kind of like comics, but it's more towards the Netflix end. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard about Punisher filming here in Albany? Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, what's I funny to talk about that a little bit. That was like the one time that I was not in the area. I forget <laughs> where we were, but I was like, the Punisher is in Albany and we're not like, what is going on right now? I was, I mean, and I've been found, but every time I found out about it, it was like literally like a day and a half after it had already happened. Yeah. Cause I would have, I literally would have, I would have called in sick to work yeah, to go and just watch them film just to see a chance to see, you know, John Bernthal or anybody else. Was he here for the, was John Bernthal here? No, I'm guessing. I, mean, I know we saw like the Punisher van. In some of the photos, but like, what were they filming and what was it for? And will it have things taking place in Albany? That would be, you know, that would be kind of cool to see. It's all been New York City based for the yes. most part. Yes. And you know? I mean, and the comic book I'm working on is is primarily based here in Albany. But I mean, to see something big like that. Right. I mean, because you don't really see, you know, you don't see Spider-Man. I mean, he's literally, two, you know, New York City's literally two and a half hours away, if that, two yeah, hours yeah. away. Right. I mean, it's not hard for Peter Parker to get on the Ethan Allen and freaking come north. Right. Yeah. Come you know? on, buddy. You There's can, you can bad come, guys here. Yeah. Four people were stabbed in Albany in July. You got to come up to Albany for <laughs> something. You right. know, maybe you want to see, maybe you're a fan of Carrie Underwood and she's only at the Times Union Center. Who knows? Right. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Mary Mary Jane wants to come up. MJ right. wants to come up for something. Family. MJ's right. got family. Got to explore the Adirondacks. Yeah. Go up in the Adirondacks. Have to deal with, oh, there you go, Sasquatch from Alpha Flight. Boom. Damn. There you there go. There you go. Team up Done. right there in the Adirondacks. Just wrote the comic. <laughs> Cut my check, Marvel. Yeah. Cut my check. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I guess it's a pipe dream that, you know, we're we're here in Albany and we're wishing that comic book heroes would come up. <laughs> I know. It's probably not going to happen. But it's probably it is. not. But I mean, the fact that Punisher, you know, the the Netflix show actually came up here 
and film something. I'm kind of eager now because, I mean, Punisher is supposed to be coming out before 2019. Yep. Um, and we're getting Iron Fist, too. Yep, we got that, that next trailer for Iron Fist, which looks okay. Which looks really good. And and, and that was another uh, – and just kind of circling back with the Netflix thing, uh, did you finish Luke Cage? Did you, season I, two? I, yep, I'm done with Luke Cage season two. Okay. I really like that. How did you feel they handled they, they handled Danny? Iron Fist in that. I thought they handled Danny better on Luke Cage than yeah. they did the entire Iron Fist show. Like that is like yeah. that is Danny Rand right there. Not to say I didn't like him on Iron Fist, yeah. but I thought that that was more of the Danny Rand yes. that I've known to if, like in the comics. If if we see that in the new season two, I am going to be very happy because then I can ascribe everything that happened in season one of Iron Fist as mm-hmm. you know he's back in the world. He's been sheltered all this time, so he's a, just a goofy kid. Yeah, and he's just trying to get through it but now he's had the chance he's met connie he's, mm-hmm. he's in a relationship he's grown up some yeah and he's got luke he's made a friend right and, and all that kind of stuff he's he's found a purpose uh outside of of come Lun and everything right and i think if if we get that iron fist it's going to be awesome and then with the face mask and everything like that it'll be cool it's I've, i'm looking forward to that then punisher and it's going to be right and then we got daredevil season three with bullseye yep we're getting it all, man. Yeah, Netflix is uh, Netflix is hitting home runs right now. It's it's a good time to be alive. Yeah, so pretty let's... soon it'll only be on the Disney app though, so keep that in mind. Yeah, Jeez. I think I think I don't know. I, I don't I don't think honestly I don't think they'll I don't think they'll move those things from Netflix. They've got such a good thing going with it. I don't know if it, they would bother putting it onto yeah the Disney app. I mean, I know they're going to put the the new Clone Wars. Yeah, new season of Clone Wars on. That'll there. be fun too. Yeah, I can't wait. What do you for call? That. Do you call that season seven? Do you call I that? I think so. It's a continuation, right where it all left off, and it's yeah. going to be a lot darker than Rebels. So. Yeah, and we're going to no more sugar coating Star Wars. That's right. It's time for the adults, right, to have the Star Wars, right. So, I mean, just lots of good. That's just like a whole other show we could talk about why Rebels opposed to Clone Wars and the differences and everything. But I think that way. We- I I mean I I love Rebels. Right, we've already been at it for almost an hour. So yeah, we 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 don't really have that much. <laughs> we you know there's just so much we can do, and I'm sure BJ's got stuff he's got to do. I, I think he's got a meeting he's got to go to. Yeah, you got like yeah, you got like 15 minutes to get to that. Big, I got big important adult things. Hey, I don't I don't I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Oh, by the way, the uh, I, here's the big reveal. This is. Episode 60. 60. <laughs> I looked it up at the beginning. I made you wait all the way to the end. Holy that's crap. That's how you do that's, a tease. That's a tease, baby. And that's a milestone. 60 episodes. 60. Oh, close, man. We're close to retirement. Two now. more episodes. We're going to be able to collect Social Security. Yeah. There you go. That's fun times. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, wait. No, 65. We got to go 65. Right. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, all right. thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. It's been fun. Fun to be in the TRY studios. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you next time. Stay geeky. Stay geeky.